0: Cover Story podcast series in association with theindiatimes.com. I am Abhishek, and uh, I have with me Ashish Mishra, the principal correspondent, and T. Surenza, the associate editor at Forbes India. Good morning, and great to have both of you back.
1: Good morning. Good morning
0: Abhishek. this issue coincides with Diwali and, uh, and incidentally this uh, also is about a product which sells like hotcakes during such festivals and uh, the product is a car and the brand that is covered is uh, Toyota which is the world's biggest car maker when it comes to sales but the story is quite different when it is in India so uh, one of you either Ashish or Surender could you help us with what your story is about and what is Toyota doing on the cover of you know, an Indian magazine, wherein it, it hasn't really made great inroads in India.
1: Uh, today, car launches are not new. We have the biggest of names from uh, all over, launching new models in India, Renault, or you have the Ford, with the FIBO, and several other names, the Volkswagen. So all these names are coming to India. But we chose to write about Toyota because it's the largest company in the world making automobiles and it's the most popular, most profitable one at this point of time. And also that they don't have a presence in the most vibrant of the car markets in the world today. If you look at the next five years, India's small car market is going to be the fastest growing market in the whole world, and the largest company in the world doesn't have a presence here. So if you put the two facts together, that there is a very vibrant, fast-growing, very hard market uh-huh. to crack, and the largest company in the car market trying to make itself present here, we have a story to say, because... How is the largest company going to really crack this market? What are they going to do differently that others haven't done before? Will Toyota succeed? Will it bring in new flavor in the market? And if you look at it that way, we have only two companies, which is Bharatiwag and Hyundai, who have cracked the market largely because they have been here for a very long time. They have a large distribution network, and they have brought down the costs over the years merely by, by depreciation or by localization. So Toyota has to contend with really strong players in the Indian market. And how are they going to come and win? We thought it would make a very interesting story, and that's why we put Toyota... <laughs> than the rest of the car guys in the cover.
0: Isn't uh, the Indian car industry in general a, st- a story of ironies because Toyota, the world's biggest car maker, with the product portfolio, I think before we recorded Ashish, you were talking about the product portfolio that it has. We have Corolla, Camry, Fortuner, Prado, which are for the segment A or the rich society. And they haven't come in in the compact segment, whereas the <coughs> company which has actually made huge inroads in the small car markets so or the mini small car market is Tata Nano, which uh, is barely a few years old. So we have a legacy of Toyota, which is trying to make inroads in India, and we have a fledgling company, which already has taken a good chunk of the market. So it's, it's kind of an irony. But, uh, you know, if you do a Google search on Google News, it was just, uh, India small cars, we have Volkswagen, we have Fiat, we have Nissan, Micra, GM, some headlines saying plans for India, compact market, etc. So is the pie big enough for all of them, or is it just adding to the clutter, and we have too many options now? Ashish...
2: To your first point, I think Toyota is the key company to watch out for. Uh, they've been here in the Indian market for the last 10 years. So they've taken a good amount of time in understanding the Indian market. They started out with the Qualys. Toyota today agrees that uh, they're slightly late on to catching on to uh, the small car growth that is there in India. The expected growth rate for India in the small car segment is around 12%. But it has its own challenges. So If you look at pricing, there are products which are priced very well in terms of servicing, in terms of sales, in terms of dealer network, companies have established the dealer networks like Maruti or Toyota to get all of these three things right at one go is going to definitely be a challenge.
1: You know, if you look at it in Japan, Japan is largely a small car market. Toyota saw in Japan that a small car buyer quickly graduated to buy a large car. So in India, there's a, I mean, still the market is 70% small car, but Toyota, if you see in India, made a lot of money in the large cars, which is the the Camrys and the Corollas of the world. And eventually, the small customers who buy the small car today are going to graduate to a large car in five years. They will have to be captive Toyota customers. In the Toyota view of things, they take a long time for putting a product in the market and holding on to the customer. Today, you know, you have small cars in the market and they buy different small cars, they don't necessarily come to Toyota first because their first car has not been a Toyota. That's right. So if you have a large set of buyers who are going to attempt their first car, and they're not going to have a Toyota, so Toyota is going to be a second option for them. That is the case that is happening in Maruti. A lot of Indians buy Maruti, but perhaps their second car is not a Maruti because they don't have a good sedan ride out there, which is very, very successful like perhaps the city is. Right. So... Toyota, apart from you know being present in the small car market, enjoy the volumes that it gives. Also needs first time car buyers to experience Toyota, to graduate to them. So it is very imperative for them. They better be there because the custom, Indian customer is not going to know Toyota, and they're always going to know Toyota as a guy who makes you know SUVs, which is not perhaps the best thing to be known today in a, a, a energy efficient uh, environment.
0: Right. And when Toyota was conducting these weekend car parades or road shows across India to figure out, you know, what the target market would be for the small car. And they realized that most of their inquiries that were generated were from people between 25 and 35 years age which is a distinct change from their primary target audience, where, you know, they are a lot older. They are, let's say, if you're buying an Innova, he's a 40-year-old, a successful middle management or a senior management guy. So it's it's kind of a big positioning or a perception change when it comes to people in India wanting to go for a Toyota. And, and secondly, how aware do you think Indians are about this brand? Now, people like you and me probably over the years have read about the brand uh, in the newspapers and how well it has done outside. But from a branding perspective, when you had a chance to interact with uh, a few of the officials of Toyota, what was the sentiment there as its presence in India?
2: See, I think uh, Toyota, for one, understands uh, that today it is known in just about 15% of the Indian car market, uh, wherein a lot of people uh, only in the metro cities know about Toyota. Quite frankly, they know that in Tier 2 and Tier 3 cities, people do not know them, and that is why they confuse a Toyota or a Tata, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's actually quite like that. And they know the challenge, the show thing that you're talking about every weekend drive that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that was a good platform for them to go around the country. I think they visited about 25 cities with, with all the cars in their portfolio, including the ETOs that people could have a look at, touch, feel and everything, and see the Toyota brand for itself. And if I re- recollect, I think there were 54,000 interested people who signed up for the ETIOS. And it gives them a good chance of, you know, really understanding who their buyers could be. One of the incidents which is exciting is what uh, Mr. Fashdev, uh, one of the uh, biggest dealerships in India, was talking about. So he said that previously, a lot of car owners like the Camry owner or a Corolla owner or a Fortuner owner would never really turn up at a service station with his own car. It would generally be with the driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, the service guys would have to interact with the driver and get the car done and, and send it back to the owner. But with the small car, they do realize that it's going to be the owner who's going to drive it in the service outlets. So it's not okay. going to be a driver. And that's a, that's a changed situation. You know, they will have to deal with owners of the cars. And so the experience has to be completely different from what they would offer. So I think the company has covered ground and it knows where it stands today.
0: Right. And, and Toyota, you know, you mentioned initially a few of the challenges. Do you think one of the challenges that probably might not have been exactly covered in the story would be that of quality? In the sense that Toyota is known for quality, and there was one cliche that used to go around that you don't <coughs> need to open the bonnet of a Toyota until you have clocked 80,000 miles. But uh, that's not quite the case with 8 million odd recalls that happened since November 2009 worldwide. So, Because there, there are jokes out there. you know. For instance, <coughs> it is said that back in the prehistoric times, Flintstone needed his feet to stop his car. Today, we call such a vehicle a Toyota because of those unintended acceleration, wherein the accelerator would get stuck in the floor mats. Uh, in fact, Mr. Toyota had to testify in front of the Congress. So it received a lot of bad press. So That's right. Is, is That's that true. going to be a big constraint in India, or you see Indians don't have a very long memory, so it won't really hurt?
2: I'll actually give you perspective at uh, Divya Subodhishalvot of uh, Hyundai's operations in India. you know, He mentioned, he says that um, the Indian customer would know that uh, the Toyota quality tag is not really that strong as it was, let's say, three or four years back because of what has happened in the last couple of years. So that is certainly going to be a problem.
1: It's of course bad publicity for Toyota, but if you look at you know the sales of Fortuner or you Nova know, in India, people don't seem to be affected by what really happened overseas. Generally, cars usually have some problems or the other, and a large number of car models have things that don't quite work in a certain environment. Like, for example, the AC may not be very good if you uh, just you know, bring a model from abroad to India because India is a warm weather. So there are several things that usually don't work and uh, Toyota needs to get things right the first time. So it is doing a lot of work.
0: You, you also happened to visit the factory in Bangalore, uh, Suri. Anything that you saw baffled you when it comes to quality or in when, when certain processes, because your article carries an interesting bit of fact where it says that they have uh, a certain technology or machinery which will help reduce 40% of the cost as compared to other manufacturers, when it comes to making the bumpers of cars and little things like those, so anything in the shop floor visits that you know took you by surprise.
1: The shop floor itself, you would anticipate that the Toyota shop floor is spaced out and it's a great looking place to uh, uh, you know be in. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks like an Indian marketplace, which is you know that's very right. busy and very busy and uh, full of activity, and there is something always happening, and there is a buzz around it. It is so different than what I've seen in, say, perhaps European, American, and even some Indian car makers and their factories, the Toyota factory is uh, full of buzz and uh, full of activity. So you know that things are happening out there, and there is a life and freshness inside the factory. So that is the diff- first difference I saw. But apart from that, what Toyota does is that it empowers a lot of the line people to actually come up with solutions, and that is evident in the shop. So you would find things that are so manually operated in the factory which you would imagine are archaic. Mm-hmm. But it is useful to the system. And For
0: example, if you can state if anything comes to your mind?
1: A lot of cards which are pushed around inside the factory are done manually. Some of the cards don't move on power. So, you know, if you assume that 365 days in a year, you're going to save power on those kind of things, you're going to be saving quite a bit. So they add small things like this. For example, in the new line, the cars will move by gravity and by use of hand levers. It will not be using any power in the manufacturing line, which is a substantially big move. If you say that in five years' time, they'll be making 300,000 cars. Even the plastic components, a new molding machine... I mean, they did not show it to us because it is one of the very few machines in the world and they didn't want to even display it or even want to show it to anybody around. It's not being shown to dealers or anybody. It's kept in a separate room. So this one makes these bumpers and plastic components and uh, just 40% power that uh, conventional machines use. So it's going down to the last nut and (laughs) last tax to get the product right.
0: Right, And they also carry this not only inside the, the manufacturing plant, but also, for instance, sometimes like you were saying that an AC might not work if you just import a car from Europe to India because of the warm conditions, etc. So are they doing something different for the Indian market, which are you know, filled with potholes and there are a family of four or five sometimes squeezed into a Maruti Alto, uh, not because they can't afford it, but probably that's the way Indians travel, four people in a, on a bike, five people in a, in a car. So anything different that they're doing? Uh, in India to customize their cars to Indian environment?
1: They've also studied the way people live in India. Like, for example, most people like travel barefoot in cars, you know. At least in the back seat, people would just travel barefoot, put their feet up, move their feet around. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they have put an interesting feature on the, the front seat that slides back on the channel. So they have sort of covered it up so that it doesn't hurt the feet of the guy sitting at the back. So I, I thought that was a very good touch. And they've also got the back seats flat on the seats so that more people can sit at it sit on it rather than you know have bucket sort of seats, which will make the third person uncomfortable <laughs> than sitting on it.
2: That's right. All of this has come with a, a huge amount of importance in terms of localization, which is which is from the business aspect of it. you know it has come with uh, working with vendors in India and developing these uh, components that will go into the car, which, which plays a huge role in in the cost of a toyota.
0: And, and last couple of questions. I know we are almost uh, running out of time. But Kirloskar, the Indian partner, how much of uh, importance or support does it get you know, while coming up with certain kind of innovation? Because we are talking about two different cultures. One is that of India and Japan merging. So how free are the two partners with each other when it comes to taking decisions and uh, cutting through the bureaucracy, if at all there is any in the first place?
1: The fact that you know Vikram Kirilovskar started off largely into the automobile space as Toyota made him think perhaps in the Toyota way itself. He also thinks and works like Toyota would do globally. So he doesn't have a separate car business in his mind to bring to the table. So in that sense, the partnership has grown from scratch and the local partners think just like Toyota. And uh, Vikram Kirloskar has almost a thousand crore business relationship with Toyota. I mean, thousand crores in the the next two or three years. So I guess that they are a well-matched partnership. And in fact, Toyota's machine for making bumpers has been given to a joint venture with Vikram Kirloskar. And that's the fifth machine of the world. Toyota usually gives the machines to its own factories to cut costs, but they saw the importance of the small car in India and wanted to give it, as much price reduction as possible. And therefore, they gave the machine uh, to Vikram Kirloska. And that itself says how much they want the Indian partners to be with them in this project.
0: So final question, should the Indian car buyer, who is uh, cost-conscious and would want a car which is between, let's say, 3 to 5 and a half lakhs, should he wait until December uh, when the ETOs is launched? Or w- what's your personal view, Suri?
1: I really don't want to add to the confusion of the Indian customer. He's already got a lot of options in his hands. But I would not stop from saying that he should wait and watch what the ETOs does to the market. But that's a very diplomatic answer,
0: right? So everyone says that, wait and watch till the time the car does well.
1: So no, I'm not saying that. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that they have spent five long years trying to research this product and put the car in the market. Right. And if that product is going to come in a month and a half and Mm -hmm. you're going to put your, perhaps the biggest investment that you've made in the last five or six years into buying a vehicle you may as well wait for the eight years
0: in the small car market it's good to know that toyota is coming in so late because it also has the opportunity of studying what other makers have got wrong other car makers you know probably must must have made certain mistakes so they have a good history of about five or six years to fall back on And learn from them and start from scratch.
1: Sure. And also that they would be up to date on technology. Like any other company, if you buy a Toyota, you will be sure that you'll be on the right side of technology for the next five or six years. Right. So none of the car manufacturers whom we spoke to wanted to explicitly state they were afraid of Toyota. And every guy we spoke to keenly knew that Toyota coming into the market is definitely going to do some changes to the market. And they are waiting and watching as much as you and me hmm. of what it will do to the small car market. Every CEO is concerned about what Toyota is going to do. Right. So they're waiting to pick up ideas and uh, you know the way they do things from them. So it will certainly shake up this market in its own quiet way because it's just going to be 70,000 vehicles in the first year.
0: Right, and all this means a great lot to the consumers. So we'll have another compact car uh, which will be launched uh, in December later this year. Let's see how that goes and probably we might talk a bit more about it. On that note, uh, let's hope that this issue picks up. It's an interesting one. So all you guys out there, the Diwali issue will be out in a couple of days. Go pick it up and you can also find this uh, podcast on business.in.com that's the Forbes India website as well as theindicast.com thanks a lot Suri and Ashish for your time again
2: thanks Avi pleasure speaking
1: with you thank you man. thanks, and thanks I'm happy Diwali to you
0: thank you so much and same to you and all your listeners out there thank you